Hi everyone, welcome to our new podcast, College from A to Z with Annie and Zinni. So this new year, we decided to start a new podcast. And on our podcast, we want to interview a new college student every Friday and highlight their experience. So whether you are in high school, trying to figure out what college you want to go to, you're in college trying to transfer, or you just want to have a good time, you're in the right place. So the primary goal of our podcast is we want to entertain because this is really fun for us. Um, We're both very extroverted people, and we love just getting to know new people. So the means of Achieving that goal of entertaining you guys is through just highlighting somebody who is interesting and highlighting their experiences. Um, And we want this to be more of a conversation and not so much an interview. And hopefully if you're able to take something away from this that helps you, we would love that. Yeah, so in our podcast, we'll be tackling topics like academic, social life, health and career. And the whole purpose of this podcast is to help you guys. So we will be providing information through interviewing college students from all over the world. And please feel free to follow us on Instagram. It's at college from A to Z with number two. And please message us some suggestions for people to interview and questions that you would want to ask us. So before we introduce our guest, I want to introduce myself really quickly. Um, I'm a second year student at University of Houston, majoring in public health. I started out my undergrad at Vanderbilt, but ended up transferring to University of Houston. I am involved in a golf team at UH, and I aspire to be a future physician. And hey guys, my name is Zinni Zhang, and I'm your other co-host. Um, So I'm a sophomore at Vanderbilt University, and I'm majoring in computer science. Um, In my spare time, I like reading, and I like hiking and the outdoors. And also my secret talent is that I can bake bagels from scratch. Okay, so the first person ever on our podcast for episode one is going to be Joseph De La Merced. And Joseph, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Joseph. I'm uh, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Right now, I'm at Brown University, majoring in education and health, and I'm a sophomore. I mean, I do a lot of stuff here at Brown. I do a lot of random things, which I'm sure we'll be getting into. And uh, when I grow up, I'd like to be a pediatric psychiatrist. So So I'm part of a medical program at Brown University called the Program in Liberal Medical Education. Uh, We shorten it here to call it PLEMI. Um, It's an eight-year program, so four years of normal undergrad and four years of normal med school. Really excited to be on this podcast and get started. So would you mind talking about, like, what you felt going into college from high school? Like, what were you expecting and, like, how different was it? Um, So I did not really know what to expect in college. I think I heard a lot of different advice about like, oh, you know, like, uh, just have a good time. It'll be really fun. These are the best years of your life, the most formative period of your life. And so many people said it's going to be the best four years of our lives. I know. I I heard that so much. I didn't start out exactly like that. I know. And quite frankly, I have to say that's like an absolute lie. Like, I don't like, I mean, like, (laughs) at the very start, like, I was really wondering, like, what is going on? I was really, um, I just think it was just really hard to adjust from, especially like a place like in the Midwest, where it's just like, your community is a lot smaller to a place that's a little larger. And just you really just don't know anyone when you come in, you have to really make a concerted effort to make friends. Yeah. I think we're all used to like, like, you know, like in high school, right? It's like you go to class and you just, whoever's sitting around you, you just like, hey, like, can we be friends? And oh, yeah, definitely. 
it's a lot it's a lot simpler but here it's just it was a lot more effort and i think it was i think it was very draining that first month to to really feel like oh i had to keep doing that um it helped when like i joined more clubs i started just getting involved in my classes more and like i met people started meeting people through like sections started meeting people through my clubs and all my other extracurricular activities as well um it became a lot more calming to start to meet people with a lot more common interests but yeah the transition was tough yeah that was the case for me as well <laughs> well i guess for me i had a golf team with me so i kind of had people that i know i knew that must have been yeah, nice that, yeah that was kind of nice having people to just sit with for lunch and everything but yeah i saw so many people just sitting around like alone for lunch um first few days of college oh you know <laughs> I, I i was so like I don't know why I cared about it so much, but like I was just like I can't be seen eating alone. Right, it's kind of self conscious. <laughs> I would bring, like, I would like get pizza and then run back up to my room because I was like, no one can see me. And then just like, eat I have inside, to, yeah. to eat alone inside my room by myself. <laughs> no one can see me. No, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually like completely feel that. I like for some reason just cannot eat alone. It's not even like about the perception of others. It's that, like, I feel like food is such a social thing. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Right. Yeah. yeah. That makes so, a lot of sense. I, think I knew that I grew when I was able to eat alone and I wanted to eat alone. I was like, no, this is my time. No one's allowed to bother me. <laughs> That's something you I learn in college. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I have a question. Um, so do you mostly meet people, like, in classes? or Because I know, like, at Vandy, it's very hard to, like, meet people in classes because the class sizes are just so big, you'd have to be in a pretty small class. Is that the case? Where do you usually meet people at Brown? So, I mean, certainly there's a lot of classes, like the big lecture class, and there's a lot of intro classes where just the lecture hall is huge. You're not really going to make friends that way. I remember my first semester, just like, if I vaguely recognized a face, I'd sit next to them. And like, we talk. I mean, there's, there was a class I was in last semester. I sat next to the same boy every class and i did not ever get his <laughs> name but it was like nice to sit next to him. like we talked every time and like we hung out but it was like a very casual friendship that we had and, like we see each other sometimes outside and like we wave but i think we both know we don't know each other's names but and it's too late to ask right it's too late, it to, too late to ask. it really is it becomes too late to ask part of me is afraid that like what if he actually does know my name that it'll just be too it'll be too much mm-hmm. and then you, you're the one who does yeah <laughs> but i think so like there are some small classes too there's some small like seminars for first years we have these things called first year seminars where they're very purposely smaller they're like capped at like 15 or 16 people yeah. most of my closest friendships have come through my extracurriculars my clubs and just really random honestly some really just random encounters that i've had <laughs> so our floors are like meant to like be these things called units where they're supposed to be closed and all buddy buddy most of the time that really doesn't happen but um every year there's like an exception to that rule and my floor happened to be the exception to that rule that year which like that was really nice a lot of us just hung out um in the lounges we'd um like play soccer together every weekend um we'd hang out and watch movies together so it was like and i said there was a built-in friend group that way i think that's how a lot of people meet their first couple of friends is through their floor a lot of my close friends have come through through clubs though mm-hmm. and just really just random encounters as well so yeah yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah 
Well, at Vanderbilt, we had this thing called commons where all the dorms were just made for freshmen. Is that the case for Brown or do you guys just live in... So there are freshman dorms, um, freshman only dorms. So it's... Oh, okay. So that way you can meet people. You guys have to live on campus all four years. So it's actually not 100% certain. So it's like I think guaranteed housing, but most people go off. Well, do you stay in your room a lot though? Um... Freshman fall, I did, but oh. I've, no, not really. Um, to, eat your, to eat your food. I mean, yeah, to eat, to eat lunch. Um, but yeah. um, especially right now, I'm living in a dorm that's pretty far away from campus. So most of the time, I am not in oh, it. I, I like I study a lot more in the library or in um, the campus center. Okay. I usually try to hang out more near campus because anytime I come back here, it's like, well, that's it. Can't do anything else for the day. Like I've I've made my choice. No way. That's kind of the opposite for me. Like freshman year. Oh goodness. So there was this library at the science um, science building, and I would always go there to study in fall, right? Mm-hmm. And through after a while, I kind of got sick of the library. So in, in the spring semester, I've always just studied in my room after that. Oh really? Yeah, so it's just been opposite. <laughs> okay. So Joseph, can you tell us? about the social climate and culture at Brown? Like, if you were to, like, characterize that with a few words, how would you describe, like, the social climate and the culture at Brown? Like, what makes Brown Brown? And what makes it Brown that you can't just read off a magazine or, like, if you search up Brown? Can you give us some, like, insider insight? Yeah, of course. So so I think a lot of Brown students can relate to the fact that, like, they, they've made a lot of really close, really good friends in their time at Brown. Friends that have helped them grow a lot, friends that have cared about them, that have really, like, talked to them through uh, the highs and lows uh, of life. I mean, at the start, like, in general, like, it was, like, very awkward for everyone to get used to each other. But I think it was almost everyone, like, really cares about the things that you do. Yeah. Just in general, like, whatever you do, like, they just, like, okay, like, that's great. I want you to keep doing that. I think there's a very supportive community here that really lifts each other up and is willing to call each other out if things are going wrong. Mm -hmm. The social climate is, like, very, very open, very welcoming. I don't really feel like there are a lot of like cliques or yeah. um, groups that are so exclusive. I think even within my own friend group, I'd be so happy to like meet even more people to to have more people become part of a regular friend group and regular hangouts. I think that's the attitude of most Brown students. They're they're happy to meet new people. I mean, the groups result as like there's like just some common interests between certain people and they exist. But I think everyone is willing to be like hang out with anyone if they had to and it's it's nice that way because it works with like studying it works with all sorts of things so it's a really nice open environment pretty cool yeah yeah that's really nice because I think at Vandy the social climate is very clicky especially I think because of um yeah exactly and so life is really like it's really small here at Brown so I think that that definitely is part of it yeah can you talk a bit more about what the greek life is like it's it really is almost non-existent there are very few i the percentage is i don't recall it off the top of my head but it's very very small um who participate in it and even the people who participate in it like they're really nice people too like they're not like terrible like annoying people so it's not like party hard culture like that no i mean like it's certainly like they host parties and like it's nice that like you know there's a place to have that happen but it's like but not to that extreme 
I have friends in sororities and fraternities and they're like they're people that like I enjoy spending time with. So like they're they're good people. Certainly like there's issues with, you know, Greek life in general and like certain things like that can generate unwanted consequences and all sorts of social consequences. But it's um I think at Brown it's I mean there's been enough call out and enough like mediating sort of issues that Oh yeah, definitely the Greek life is has improved a lot. Yeah. Yeah, at Vandy, being in Greek life is an entirely different universe from not being in Greek is life. Is it like a bit, what's the percentage? or like? It's 50-50. Really? Okay. It's like actually 50-50 split. It's such a different universe if you're in Greek life versus oh. if you're not. So what were the, some extracurricular activities that you were doing at Brown that allowed you to make some friends at Brown? Okay, so I'm involved in a lot of stuff, which... Might be typical of a Brown student, might not be. The two biggest groups I'm part of that have allowed me to make a lot of really close and meaningful friendships. Um, so the first one is probably uh, my Christian fellowship that I'm part of. So it's a, a religious group and I help with communications for it and help send emails so everyone knows when gatherings are and all that. Um, being part of a religious group has been really fulfilling. It's like a big part of my identity. So it's been good to meet a lot of other, a lot of Christians that are like my age. So that was a big one. The other one is, it's not technically a club at Brown. So I'm part of a radio station called WBRU, but it's its own independent company. It just happens to be on land that Brown owns. I met a lot of people through that and been able to like make a lot of really cool connections through other people. But again, like even with those clubs, like it was a lot of like, I'd just be walking around or like I'd bump into someone Mm -hmm. or like, and like I'd I'd just start talking to them and I'd get to know them more. I think that's also really nice. I can just sort of bump into people and I have no idea what to expect. If I had to name a third group, it would probably be the Filipino Alliance. I have one friend who I'm really, really close to who's Filipina and it's it's just been nice to meet another Filipino person and, and like have that shared experience. I had two close friends back home who were Filipino and I was very blessed to have them in my life. So it was nice to have someone else here at Brown as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is how you split your time in terms of these extracurriculars you just talked about and then your academics and then your spare time? And like, what do you do in your spare time? Okay, so I'm probably not the best student who does balance well. I'm not gonna lie. To you. Yeah, I think my friends can definitely attest to that. I have an attitude that like I want to like do things that I feel like give me a lot of value and like I think like matter and like work well in my life. And oftentimes when it's classes that I just know like oh like these classes I just have to get through, it, it could be very frustrating to want to like study. I do a fine enough job um, balancing things out. I think being part of the program I'm part of is a huge blessing that I can sort of relax a bit more with classes. I don't have to be so gung-ho about getting like an A or anything because the program allows me to stay and be in medical school automatically. Um, I just have to keep certain borderline grades and all that. So I spend a lot of time with a lot of the extracurricular stuff I'm part of. Um, And it's not just all those clubs, it's um, volunteering, it's um, doing teaching, it's doing a lot of things that honestly, anytime someone asks me, I'm never able to like remember it all. Yeah. In my spare time, I just, I mean, I read books, I play video games with my roommate, I just hang out with my friends. So do you usually just um, try to hang out with your friends during the weekend then? During the weekend, yeah. I mean, 
this past semester was a busy semester for a lot of us. So it was most times like we'd just be like studying together. Like we wouldn't be taking the same classes, but we'd be like just in the library together, like at a table, just like studying our own things. Yeah. yeah, but I know like last year for my freshman year, it was a lot of, on the weekends. Um, we'd hang out Friday nights a lot of times. Like there'd be a group of guys who'd always be playing Smash yeah. Bros in one of the lounges during our spring semester. Uh, in freshman year, we watched The Bachelor together. Oh my gosh, I love The Bachelor! <laughs> and we we played Bachelor Bracket, which is you get like you pick. Oh my gosh! And so it was it was even more. It was like a bunch. It was like the first time a bunch of the guys. Like it was my first time really watching The Bachelor too. So it was just it was a lot of like yelling. It was just like <laughs> what? Wait, who so, did you pick? Who did you pick as was gonna win? It wasn't. I was. It was Cassie won, right? I was. I did not expect Cassie to to win Which it all. Season is this? Like, who is the bachelor? It was the one with Colton. Oh, with, it Colton? Was the one with Colton. Oh, okay. I, cause I picked the. It was. It was one of the girls that went really far. He, he constantly took her out too, and he took her like shopping. <laughs> and I was like, oh, of course, he's in love. And then it was like with Cassie. It was like with Cassie. <laughs> what? I was. Oh, that was oh a very God. frustrating episode to watch. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, my friends and I just, we, we do a lot of random stuff. And, and again, like I said earlier, we also like play soccer together most weekends as well. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So me and my friends, we were thinking of doing like Monday night's bachelor night. So we're, I'm going to, I'm going to use that idea. Oh, dude, I got to. Dude, That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, Annie, I meant to tell you that too also. Um, but yeah, I'm going to use this bachelor bracket idea. I think that's hilarious. I'll try to join this season. It just it adds so much more fun to it because just like it makes everyone care like much. Exactly. More. <laughs> no. Absolutely. <laughs> well, um, going back to when you were talking about like, oh, you can space out the courses. Does that mean you don't have to take all the prereqs right now? I so I have to do some. I do have to do all the usual pre-med requirements except for Orgo 2. Oh, that must be nice. It, it, it is nice. I, I have to take physics and Orgo and biochem and some bio, and I have to take uh, like four biology competencies as well. I have to take chemistry, uh, but I only have to maintain a certain grade in each class. So as long as I'm not- To low advance it, into a medical program, I guess. So do you take classes with other pre-meds? Oh, yes, absolutely. I don't, there's no specific classes for my program. It's, it's all, I take the same classes, I get the same tests, which is why it's so, so hard. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I mean, come on, it can't be that hard. I'm just, so for like, you? the thing is like, I'm really bad at math. Like, I am like exceptionally math. terrible at math. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm exceptionally terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's for me as well. <laughs> like when I, so when I took Gen Chem, I was just like, I was told this was not be math. Oh, no, so I why feel is you. So math? No, literally, it was I all know, math. It was wasn't even chemistry. It was just math. math. When you're doing the math, I'm like, am I in math class right now? Or oh, uh, uh, but yeah, class like classes are hard. Okay, you guys both. When you're both in med school. I want you to tell me if anything you do as a doctor, like, actually has anything to do with Gen Chem at all. Like, please tell me that. Oh, I asked my doctors. I asked the doctors I knew, like the neurologist. He said he doesn't know a thing from organic chemistry. He, the only thing he remembers is that SN2 is a back attack. But that's that's the one thing that he remembers. <laughs> oh, I was just going to ask, do you have to take the MCAT still or no? No, so the PLEMI program is one of the programs in America that does not require you to take the MCAT. I believe 
Case Western, Pittsburgh, and Rice also have similar things. That is a major win because isn't that exam like eight hours long? (laughs) Yeah, so the the MCAT, for anyone who isn't familiar, is a way that the American Medical Association just takes more of your money. Way more of your own I think taking one exam costs you like 500, right? Nice. I am not ready to take DM cut. Oh, it's beast. <laughs> I got to take one since I'm not in that program. <laughs> that must be so nice, just having to go through all your courses and just advance into your MD yeah, program. That's a big thing that the program focuses on is like it wants you not to focus on these classes necessarily, but take other classes that build you as a doctor and as a human being. So like, you know, being more culturally aware and being more uh, sensitive about different issues and topics. A lot of the majors within the program are not just STEM. They range outside of that. There's a lot of social sciences people major in instead, or um, even just history or other things, just because there's no need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Well, that's kind of a big commitment, though, as a high schooler. If you want to apply to that program, you're kind of deciding on your future pathway right away, right? Right. Honestly, that was a big stressor for me because I was like, how can I figure out the, and I don't think it really is possible still, like for the age of, at the age of 17 to, you know, my entire... Right, to choose what... Yeah. It's not just like the next eight years. It's like, because like it dedicates kind of like the next like 16 years of like, or 12 years of like school and then like residency and specialization and all that. And then like, so like it kind of dictates a lot. Oh, like it's nice like you don't have to like stay in the program there's there's a good amount of there's usually like i think i want to say like 10 students usually like every year who like decide not to just matriculate to do something else they found some other interest they found some other passion which i think is great that they they allow us to do that they do allow you to apply out you would lose your spot but they would allow you quote unquote to apply out to another med school if you just don't want to stay in providence that makes sense well for you what do you think really impacted you in applying into that program? Like, what made you decide pediatric psychiatry? Yeah, I'm very, like, surprised, like, how you know exactly which specialty. Because I know a lot of pre-med, they say, like, once you get to med don't really, school, yeah. yeah, they, like, switch around after they do all those rotations. They, like, really switch up what they actually do. Right, right. So, for me, I think it was very difficult to have the abstract idea that I want to be a doctor that started to not mean very much to me. It just was just like, I want to, because it was like, I want to help people. I want to like, take care of people. I want to help. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be a doctor. But then I started just like, well, like everyone can help someone. Like every, like in any career, you can help people. It's like, so last summer I took the time to like really think about like, okay, like what specifically do I think I really like doing? What would I be okay with doing for the rest of my life? And like, what is something that really speaks to me? And so a big thing that I've, really enjoyed doing this past semester as well as like something I really learned in my freshman year is like I really really love just getting meals with people and spending time just one-on-one with just any friend and just talking and just learning about them sharing about the days just learning about you know some struggles they're going through or just some really exciting accomplishments that they've just had Um, one of my favorite questions to answer lately is just like you know what's something you're really proud of that a friend has just done and that's like something i can talk about just for hours and even honestly like to no end just talking about like oh well i mean like they just did this you know it worked really hard and they did this thing and it was it's it's very exciting to be able to to share that so openly and lovingly um with that experience in mind like i realized like i enjoy like just learning about people helping them think through things talk through things and and share about you know what's happening in our lives 
So I think psychiatry, as I started doing more research, like psychiatry really spoke to me as something I really wanted to do. And I've always just really wanted to work with kids in general. Um, that's part of why I'm majoring in education. It helps me really get more insight into that. So. Wait, Joseph, I found it so interesting because I'm like the exact same way. So I really love um, grabbing some food with people like one-on-one yeah. and just getting to know them. And just by having a conversation, I, I realize I learn about them so much in a short period of time. Yeah, yeah. And also, I was really interested in um, psychiatry, and I also shadowed a physician at Vanderbilt. Oh, that's cool. Wow. Because, yeah, that was, that was a field that I wanted to get into. Um, so I was majoring in neuroscience, and just going through that. Gosh, you guys are smart. Has anyone told you that? You two are really, like, no, 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 we are not, we are not smart, don't worry. Major doesn't define your intelligence. Okay, I was just... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was trying to major in neuroscience, well, but long story short, I realized I was more interested in that um, biological nature of, like, how thought processes work. So, I don't know, I, I'm still debating between neuro- neurology and psychiatry, but... Oh, that's really cool, that's right on, that's right on. And it's interesting as well because you're majoring in health education. Right? Education and health. Education and health. Okay, well, that's the same case for me. Really? I, so they didn't, they didn't offer neuroscience here. So I changed my major into health in college of education. I think I'm leaning towards public health, but I'm not so sure. So for now, it's health yeah. and education. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow, that's wild. Oh my gosh. That's really cool. That's really cool. Differences. I still have to take MCAT, so. <laughs> so, rest in peace. Oh, my God. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, and Joseph, I just want to say, like, I really impressed that you are able to, like, really reflect on what you enjoy and then come to a conclusion about what you want to do in the future because I think maybe it's just being at Vanderbilt, but I know a lot of people who just do things that other people are doing. You should be willing to explore and and challenge the ideas you have about what you've always wanted to do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that people don't stop for a second and think about what is making me happy in my life and like, how can I translate that into a career? I think people are very susceptible to just doing what everyone else is doing. So it's it's really nice and refreshing to hear that. It seems like you've really like reflected on your past experiences. Yeah, I think that's the benefit of having something like the open curriculum at Brown where you're allowed to take a lot of random different courses and kind of just feel it out to see. I mean, I didn't come into Brown thinking I'd major in education at all. Um, I really took that class on a whim my freshman fall and I really loved it. Like, like it just spoke to me and just like, this is like the stuff I should be learning right now. This is the stuff I should be caring about. This is stuff I should know. Cause I just, I find it like incredibly important to understand how, you know, school systems work, how the state of education came to be if I want to talk to children about how they feel and how what the struggles they go through, because I feel like school naturally influences that so much. Oh, definitely. Yeah, my thoughts on doing education and health, majoring in both of them, is that, so in the future, I want to work in a university hospital. Oh, right on. So, wow. yeah, I want to be able to, like, mentor other doctors when I work there. That was my view of majoring in both of them. That's That's really good. That's impressive. I, respect Wait, that I have a, lot. a quick question. Of course. So, when you were in high school, when you were in high school, did you get to volunteer or do a research in a healthcare system that led you to decide on the medical pathway? 
Yeah, you're right. So even though, you know, I think it's still very difficult for people the age of 17 to figure out, you know, the rest of their life, there are a lot of experiences that inform me that medicine is really one of the most, I don't know, one of the best ways I think I can contribute and help and like something that I think is just so fascinating and just beautiful to be yeah. part of. So I mean, there was there was a lot of things. So one thing I did was I, I volunteered at a free clinic. Okay. A lot of the things you could only do is really just talk to the patients. When I shout out, I was just like watching people just like be talked to by the doctor on staff. And like there is such limited supplies to to give, even though like their needs were were really so great. And these are the people that I believe deep in my heart that we should really be serving. And yet there was nothing to show for it. There was nothing that there was so little that could be done. Yeah. Being in that, I was just like, wow, like it, it inspired me more to be like, I want to be part of this to help amend this, to do better. I shadowed a lot of doctors. I was part of a, this program called TAPMD back in Cincinnati. And um, every month it allowed us to shadow a lot of different doctors and see just different medical spirits. It also allowed us to just see other students who are interested in the medical field and to be able to talk to them. Okay. Um, so that was also really helpful. I also did research in one summer just to see sort of so how the research component influenced how we apply. And oh my gosh, like I just during that summer, I was just like, I have a newfound respect for how like this all works. Because like whenever I read like research, just like, okay, so we found out this. Great. But like in it, I was just like, all right, like we are finding out like who knows what we're finding out, but like we're doing it. Like, well, like the end of the day, maybe your analysis will give us something. Maybe it won't. But like, I hope it does because I don't want to redo this same thing that I've been doing the past three hours. That'll be bad. <laughs> so it was a lab research, right? Not clinical. Yeah, it was lab research. It was. Oh. Yeah. But it was just, oh, my goodness. That was a really great experience. It convinced me that I should not do research, but it convinced me that like, wow, like there are so many things going into making medicine work, to making it like work as best as we can. And yet still there is such a huge need. Yeah. And so like, I really wanted to be part of that to be like, I want to amend that. I want to contribute and help in more productive ways and see things that could work better. So I wanted to just try to start starting medicine, try to do more. Those were kind of the big things in high school. Just being able, especially being able to talk to just my friends, you know, just like about like possibly being pre-med. And getting encouraged that like if there are others yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and also why why brown like why did you decide to pick brown and then maybe why should somebody thinking about brown pick brown so so i applied regular to brown so it was not binding to be here i had a lot of different options so i was exploring a lot of different things and i was figuring it out um i think i mean practically the first thing to consider is financial aid if it breaks the bank, I mean, you should really, really analyze and really consider, like, is this, like, worth it? And, like, also try to figure out, can I get the money that I need? So one thing, one piece of advice that really helped me was that when I heard that they, if they offer scholarship money or, like, you know, financial aid to different people and they don't attend, that money isn't being used. So you should ask for it. If you explain the situation, they, they might give it to you. So that was really good advice for me. It helped me, like, make the college decision a lot easier when I started to, like, ask very seriously and figure it out. So You're right. I think that's just practically something first to consider. But in my journey, like, the admit weekends were the most helpful. Visiting campus 
is one thing. You sort of, you know, hear from a tour guide, like, blah, 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 like, this campus is great. We have this thing. We have this thing. Like, oh, awesome. Great. I'm sure, like, somehow there's, like, asterisks in there somewhere that, like, is, like, not applicable to everyone. A lot of the times I thought, like, whenever I'd go to a college, like, oh, we have, like, state-of-the-art research facilities. And I would always think, like, but what if I major in music? Like, I'm not going to use, like, how is this helpful to me? Like, this doesn't mean anything. So I, a big thing I did in my admit weekends for any high school are listening to this admit weekends are like on um, the time when you're invited to just come for a weekend and explore the university um, get to visit some classes and you get to do it with other prospective seniors who were also admitted to the university um, and in a lot of the admit weekends I attended that was when I really seriously considered like okay so the people I'm around these are likely going to be the people I you know grow up with these are the people I'll spend most of my time with and I do my best to ensure that, like, you know, first impressions, like, you know, those can be, like, hard. And, like, you know, I don't want to judge anyone by a first impression. But, like, you know, after one or two days, you kind of start to realize, like, well, you know, I kind of think I know your vibe. Or, like, that was kind of a big way of how I determined um, where I wanted to go is people I would be around. Because I started to realize, like, well, most every university that I've been hearing, like, can offer me a lot of very similar things, especially as a pre-med student. It's just like, well, I just need to go to class. Like, just tell me, like, I can go to class. Like, then that's fine. Surely, like, if you have some other major or some other calling, like, definitely those are the things you focus on, right? Like, if you're a music major, right, then you think, like, what, like, are the practice rooms good? Like, what are the pianos like? What are, um, what things you offer in terms of recording and all that? Like, those are things that, that so I true. would ask if I was really, truly really interested in that. But again, it's difficult to know, like, you know, what eventually you will end up doing uh, in high school, so it can be hard to know those questions inherently. So I think this is a good litmus test is who will I grow up with? Who will I end up being friends with? How will they influence me? Um, and if you really just like feel like, oh, you know, these aren't the right people for me, then like find another place. I mean, it's it's not wrong to, you know, like, there's, it, going to your state school or going out of state, going anywhere is, is fine as long as you feel that this is where I truly belong. And no one else is telling me that this is right or this is wrong. I'm telling myself that this is right. That's how I felt when I went to Brown. Honestly, I had the worst experience in my, that, that was the worst experience I had, my admit weekend at Brown, because it was raining, it was miserable. I was just so cynical at that point. So it's like, I just like, nothing, this, this doesn't mean anything. Like, I'll just go home. Like, I'll just, I'll figure it out. Like, whatever. And I went to the activities fair. I went to the clubs. I was like, oh, whatever. And I had like just the one of the goofiest interactions with one of the clubs there. And I left. I was like, that was like the nicest thing. That was just like so nice. It was really fun. And then like the rest of the weekend, like I just I kept meeting people that I was like, wow, that was like a very nice, normal, good interaction that I had with you. And I think that really fed into how I ended up picking my my college. Obviously, I think if you're part of some really good program. That's also another consideration. I was thinking about Case Western in Pittsburgh in terms of like medical programs, especially since Case Western is in my state. It would have been nice to go to their medical program. Which their medical program is similar to Brown's program. So I thought about that. In the end, it was really just, I felt like I had really good interactions with people here. And I never, in fact, insist want to insist that just because I picked it, does someone else should pick the same thing. If someone didn't like the interactions they had or didn't like certain things, like I would encourage them, well, I mean, that's a valid feeling. Don't just like convince yourself that that was like, you know, a fluke. Like, think about that. And then like, if you like some other place mm -hmm. more, think about that too. Like really like consider if, is this really the place you want to go? Or are you just telling yourself that and trying to convince yourself out of something that you really feel called to be mm -hmm. at instead? Mm -hmm. Can we talk about like the clout associated with going to an Ivy League 
was that any part of your decision? <laughs> or like, if, if you're not comfortable talking no, 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 about no, it. I will, no. Yeah, okay, all right. Seems like you have a lot to say about this, so that's good. So I think in my freshman year, I tried to convince myself that, okay, so maybe like people don't care about this anymore. Like, okay, like, I was told that like, oh, like Brown's just like, you know, the lesser Ivy League. So I was like, okay, I don't really care. I just want to go to school. So I was just like, oh, maybe these people like don't care. But like, like in the end, like, I don't know. I think I have to like be conscious in a way that like I still go to an Ivy League school. People think in certain ways sometimes, ways that I don't, you know, necessarily agree with or ever want to agree with. I mean, I think I'd be, I think I'd be fooling myself if I said like, oh, you know, you know, I just applied to Brown on a whim. Like there's certainly like I heard about the school. I knew about its things. I knew about the program it offered. I knew uh about i knew i've heard good things about it there is certainly like okay you know like it'd be nice to go here i think i'd feel like i'm being you know treated well like there's good opportunities to be had um you know as the the college you know search grew i was just like well you know they all tell me the same thing so i think i'd be probably fine anywhere then there's a lot of like i guess clout I don't, I don't really know. There's some people might think like, oh, you know, like I'm a big deal because I go to an Ivy League school, but I don't know. I'm always just like, I don't, who cares? I once heard this most ridiculous thing from someone I know who, who said that like, oh, you know, like people from this, it was, it's a different school, but the same like sort of mindset applies. It's like, oh, the people from this, like Ivy League only like marry people from this kind of Ivy League. It was like <laughs> this kind of an Ivy League. <laughs> That is, I can't believe you just said that to me. What is just happening? <laughs> it's just, I don't, sometimes, I don't, I think at Brown it's much less. There's, I think people care a lot less about that sort of notion of like, oh, it's an Ivy League. And I know that because a lot of people are just upset with Brown in general, more so than they are pleased. It's a lot of things to complain about, a lot of things that aren't good. Oh, why is that? I mean, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of issues with Brown in general that, um, you know, from social issues to just like very practical things, like why do we only have one mail room for an entire student body? Who knows? You know, like uh, you know, like why do cafeterias close at seven thirty in the evening? Like that's too early. There's there's a lot of like issues, so I think it's good when I hear people complain because I'm like, okay, so like we're not all just like kidding ourselves that this is the best place ever. There's problems here, and we recognize that and we want to fix that. I think people care like a lot less about the notion of being an Ivy League student. I mean, especially when people come visit for like admit weekend, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I'm deciding between um, some people. A lot of people say like, I'm deciding between my state school or Brown. I'm just like, well, I don't want you to pick Brown because you know the name of Brown. I want you to like, I want you to like think, is this actually a good choice for me? Is this where I fit in? Is this where I want to be? Which I don't know. A lot of people kind of, I can see a lot of people just pick Brown because, oh, that's an Ivy League. I get clout now. <laughs> no, that applies to Vanderbilt as well because apparently we're ranked to be number one happiest student body in because of the State happiest college. Yes. Um, what? But you can't really generalize that, you know? For those who are picking college, you shouldn't just look at that ranking and yeah, be like, "How do you measure happiness?" I'm okay, like, wait. We we know Annie. We know this. We know this. We know how they measure happiness. Yes, we do. So what they do? is they ask 100 students to answer the question, are you happy or not? And it has to be a yes or no answer. Well, that depends. What if, like, I'd be, like, happy about what? And you can't just generalize that. I know, that's what I'm saying. No, I know, but apparently Princeton Review just 
goes up to a hundred students and asks, "Are you happy or not?" And I guess we just have the like highest number or whatever. I mean, and that just makes no sense at all for me because just based on that result, you can't just say that a student is happy. Yeah, at, at university, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, on the topic of happiness, like Joseph, do you feel like you're pretty like happy where you are? Mm-hmm. Am I happy? That's debatable. I mean, you know, like I think in general, if I had to generalize it, I- I'm like I'm satisfied. I'm happy. Like I'm having a good time. Certainly, there are some days, even where I'm just like, wow, like this is like this is tough. I'm going so through it. Like I am yeah. going through it. And it's not just school. It could be like things happening at home, things happening like with friends or anything. It's just like wow, like you know that I kind of sucked. I feel down. But um, I mean, like. I get lifted up with my friend. I get lifted up by like through like my own prayer life and religious life, and like just talking with people is helpful. The, there's a really good thing at Brown um, called CAPS, which is the uh, basically like our mental health services. We have the same thing. Yeah, and it's it's like it's a free service. You can go in. So it's like it's. I know a lot of freshmen who took advantage of that. Yeah, it's really nice that there's Brown also offers like to address like sort of things for like oh you know like maybe this student like is going through a thing like maybe we can offer something um, to help them out. So I'm I'm happy. I'm happy right now. Right now. I'm glad, Joseph. Right now. I mean, maybe when I start class. I start classes on Wednesday. So maybe, you know, when I start organic chemistry, I'll, that might be a different story. Oh, so we've got to interview him on Wednesday. Or we've got to interview him in one week and see what he says. We'll get a different result. I know. He's like, I'm miserable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how are the um, mental health, like, resources on your campus? I would say they're regularly taking advantage of. They're regularly, like, I mean, people want to take care of themselves. We want to take care of each other. Our friends will, like, recommend to each other, like, CAPS. You know, we will tell each other, like, maybe do you, have you seen CAPS? Like, do you want, like, do you think that would be helpful? There's also a good thing for, like, for freshmen especially. We have this thing called the Micklejohn program where, like, you get, like, an older student advisor. So it's nice, like, like especially, like, I mean, going to, like, a college like Brown, like, a lot of students experience, like, the first time they, like, get, like, a bad grade or something. So no, I really believe in peer mentors. Yeah, I, like, totally agree. When I, like, reflect on, like, who I am as a person, the people who have mentored me are ones that, like, shaped my key personality trait. I think mentors are, like, so key in life. Yeah, so Joseph, um, what's the last piece of advice that you wish you would have known before going to college? Guys, 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 the main takeaway for me from this podcast is that I'm going to have bachelor nights and we're going to use bachelor bracket. That's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. Annie, I don't know what was yours, but that was my oh main takeaway. Oh my gosh, so with that. What's one last piece of advice? So I think it's important to know that as enjoyable as your four years of college will be and as formative and important and amazing they'll be, you will mess up so much in your first semester. And for some reason, no one is going to tell you that. None of the adults, no one will tell you that. Because they're, I understand that, right? They're afraid to sort of set you up that way that like, oh, you're going to mess up. But I think it's healthy and important to know that, like, you're allowed to mess up. You're allowed to make mistakes. And most importantly, every single person who has gone through college has made these same mistakes and has struggled with a lot of the same things you're feeling, whether it be um, feeling homesick, uh, feeling insecure about grades, or really just anything, struggling with any social situation or academic thing. So piece of advice I would give to me if I'm entering college, 
um, Hello Me from one year ago, one year and a half. I would tell them just be okay with messing up and be open to seeking help when you need it. Don't act like that you can take on the world by yourself. You need your friends, you need your faith, you need all these things um, to help you get through it. Yeah, that was some good advice to conclude this podcast on. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) I mean, thank you so much. This was fun. I had a really good time. I had a really good time. No, like that was our goal. Like we just wanted it to be very like chill and like very like hopefully we're people that are like just relaxing and like don't make you nervous to talk about your life with. So, yeah. yeah. You guys are good. you guys are good at talking too. You're fun to talk to. So this is it was easier. <laughs> okay, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening and please go follow our Instagram at college from A to Z with number 2. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the next episode.